We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Lucky Lefty Podcast? Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. Left. Yo, you guys know he's going to be in Kentucky, Western Kentucky, for CBS Sports in the booth. Taking care of that with meetings all day with coaches and players. And then had to run out and take care of some other business today. And as I recover in my therapy, um, had a great day of physical therapy. And uh, God is good. I'm feeling better, sounding better, getting stronger every day. Thank you for your prayers, LL Nation. As always, this is made available because we're on CFE Nation, presented by Twisted Tea. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for logging in to CFB Nation. You can tap in with us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify each and every day for your audio edibles. We love to give it to you. Give us five stars. Hey, leave your comments. We greatly appreciate it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're going to hear from players, coaches ahead of the game. And it's going to be a truncated show, of course. It is opening day for week one of college football. Big one out in Utah, getting ready to kick off in 30 minutes. So we don't want to hold you, but we did want to give you a show. Sorry, the scheduling kind of threw everything out of whack today, and we weren't able to really get to uh, social media to keep everybody locked in. But we're here right now, and we're going to talk about Notre Dame. And Tennessee State, finally dig into what Tennessee State presents. Now, Deion Sanders, during his time, I think it's very apropos. I remember he said this. I believe it was last year. Last year during the offseason, he had success at Jackson State. And someone asked him about scheduling a Power 5 school and whether or not his program was ready. And he said, I'm not going to do that to my program. And they asked him why. He said, look, we can compete at the skill positions. But the trenches, it would be a disservice to my program in the trenches to put them up against a power five program. And even though this is a great opportunity for the Tennessee State program led by Eddie George to benefit financially, uh, to be on national TV, to be seen by other athletes across this nation to help with recruiting, he's in the same boat. And the matchup is going to be a mismatch in the trenches. They're going to do a lot to try to disrupt, very similar to Navy. They're going to try to disrupt three down linemen, stand-up linebackers, stand-up safeties. They're going to do a lot to try to disrupt the timing of the Notre Dame run game, to try to put some pressure on Sam Hartman. But I will say this, just like and most HBCU schools have talent and speed at the skill position, right? Secondary, wide receiver, running back, not as talented, not as deep, but they have talent. 
this offense at Tennessee State, Tennessee State has two quarterbacks that they're probably going to play on Saturday. I don't think they have a slow mesh offense. They do run RPOs. They like to throw the ball to the outside, to the small. They have a couple of tall wide receivers, but then they have some small, quick wide receivers as well. So they're going to be a challenge for the Notre Dame defense in the passing game, more so than Navy was. I would definitely say that, more so than Navy was. So, you know, it's a setup. And why do I say it's a setup? It's a setup because it's going to prepare you for Brendan Armstrong. You're going to get a chance to see Brendan Armstrong in North Carolina State play this weekend as well. Uh, Hey, we faced the same offense and the same OC at Syracuse last year. Same OC. And what he had with that quarterback up there was the offense where they like to get the ball to the outside, but they like to stretch with Gats and that wide receiver. So, you know, what you're going to see with Tennessee State is they're going to use their quickness and their speed to the outside. You're going to try to throw the ball deep a couple of times. I don't know how much they challenge Notre Dame in the running game, but it's Eddie George. It is Eddie George. So expect him early to try to run the ball to establish the run, but also allow them to go play action, RPO, and damage Notre Dame. If they watched Notre Dame last week against Navy, they have to have a really good feeling about going play action and getting behind the safeties in Notre Dame. Navy was able to do it multiple times. So I expect Tennessee State to come in feeling pretty confident. And I watched Eddie George at his uh, press conference. He gave a lot of respect to Notre Dame. But he said his team was ready and they had no fear coming into this matchup. So he looked very confident as a coach. He said his coaching staff was very confident. And I expect the Tennessee Tigers to walk into Notre Dame Stadium at least early. Confident, but yet still ready to be broken physically in the trenches. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So as I said before, we're going to give you about 30 minutes tonight. And, you know, what's interesting for me, I'll talk about what Marcus Freeman said in his press conference today. He had a couple of good quotes that I think we need to stick to, but I'll go with uh, he had a very good report about the defense and what he felt and how they're going to continue to develop. But one person he was really, really happy about was Maris Leofowl. And this is something I pointed out multiple shows last year. And I'm glad he pointed it out to the Notre Dame fan base this week. He's playing faster. He's bending better. His change of direction is better. Um, his anticipation uh, is better. He's getting off the spot better. He's playing more lateral. So it's a tribute to him. He's worked hard, and uh, I'm excited about where he is. And now we got to transition to get ready for Tennessee State. Mayor Leifau had a great game against Navy, uh, as he said before. And I mentioned this last year. As much as he struggled knowing where to go, tackling in space, and he wasn't the only linebacker. Notre Dame has struggled to tackle in space, and they're going to be challenged to tackle in space this weekend. That's something Tennessee State is going to put uh, a word that Jared Parker, that I loved him using in his press conference this week, which was conflict. 
And we're going to hear from Jada Parker. I love the way he used that word, and I hope he uses it for the rest of the season. But Tennessee State is going to put the linebackers in the safeties for Notre Dame in conflict this week. Whether or not they're going to be able to be successful, hey, we have to wait and see. But it's something that they're going to attempt to do. And Al Goldman talked about Maris Lee Fowl last year. And I said this multiple times last year. Last year, the biggest thing for Maris Lee Fowl was to be healthy through an entire season. As much as we wanted his production to be there, and as much angst as his play gave the Notre Dame fan base, him being healthy, because he wasn't healthy the entire fall camp leading into last season. They played him sparingly, and they just wanted to get him through a full season. And now Maris Leah Fowles, fully healthy, ready to go, second-year out golden system, which we continue to hear, and we'll see if that continues to be a benefit for these players. But, hey, Maris Leah Fowles, I expect to have another big game. I expect Kaiser and J.D. Bertrand all to have big games this weekend. Somebody that we're going to hear from the second time, third time through, he was all over the place, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And that's Xavier Watts. He's all over the place, man. Just you see Zero popping up, and it's like, okay, okay. And as much angst as people have with some of the safety play, play action, DJ Brown, the way he played, Xavier Watts stood out. But I'm going to go to Jared Parker right now. Jared Parker, he's talking about everything, the freshman wide receivers, them producing, the offensive line, how they progressed and what they were able to do. And Sam Hartman, his overall pleasure with the efficiency is what he said, the efficiency of the offense. And we want that offense to continue to be efficient until conflict hits because when you hit conflict, when you hit top-notch competition, that efficiency is going to be challenged. And if you can be efficient now, hopefully you can continue to be even more efficient when you face the creme de la creme in college football. Here's Jared Parker. We just, you know, I hate to say, it, right, we, we just want those guys as every position just to continue to expect more from themselves and grow. Um, it was not a heavy conflict game, if you will, to line of scrimmage. So there's going to be weeks that we're going to get heavy conflict to line of scrimmage. And those are the ones where we're going to have our guys prepared because those days are coming. And we're just putting ourselves in a position where we want our guys to compete every rep to win whatever it is in the block and, and pass balls. Yo, Navy was a setup for this week. Tennessee State is a setup for North Carolina State. North Carolina State is going to be a setup for Central Michigan. And Central Michigan, it's definitely going to be a setup for that big one on September 23rd that we all know is coming when the Scarlet and Gold dare to invade Notre Dame Stadium. Let me tell you something. I love what he said right there. Conflict. It's almost a message that he's putting out to every group. He's talking about those freshman wide receivers that had success. Hey, it's not going to be this easy, Jaden Greyhouse. It's going to be somebody bump and run this week. Tennessee State is going to have some people bump and run this week. You might be more talented. But they're going to put the pressure on you to get open. Run the right route. Break the right route off. Be in tune with Sam Hart. They're going to try to distract you, disrupt you, stay efficient. 
That's the challenge. Stay mentally locked in and be efficient and continue to grow. So that when we go to North Carolina State, and if you remember, we said this, you guys, you know, you can take on your own time. You can go watch that North Carolina State game against Wake Forest. North Carolina State and Louisville did the best job of pressuring Sam Hartman and mixing up coverages behind him, showing one thing, but yet playing another, showing man going cover three, showing man drop cover two, getting a couple of picks and kind of allowing that Wake Forest offense to struggle a little bit. Expect North Carolina State to be able to do the same thing. North Carolina State has some really good linebackers on defense, and they have some really good people in the secondary. So expect them to really challenge Notre Dame and their young wide receivers. Now, one of the things I do Dame is going to be able to do against North Carolina State is run the ball. They lost a lot up front on that defense. They got some transfers in to try and shoot everything up, but I still think on both sides of the ball, Notre Dame's going to be able to dominate. And then I just don't trust Brendan Armstrong. I just don't. I don't care if he's been, uh, you know, reconnected with his uh, former OC that was a Syracuse last year from Virginia. I Look, he puts the ball in harm's way. I really think that Notre Dame secondary is going to have plenty of opportunities to get some turnovers, and that's it. That's it. Are they going to challenge Notre Dame secondary? The Wolfpack? Absolutely. North Carolina State has always been a strange place as well. A strange place for Notre Dame when they go on the road there. So, you know, I expect things to be a little bit strange and the game to be a little bit weird, but I expect Notre Dame to really handle business in the trenches and then come on late and win that game. But let's get back to Tennessee State because Tennessee State, as I said before, they're going to struggle on the trenches against Notre Dame. But the efficiency that we want from the wide receivers, the running backs, the offensive line, the same thing they had efficiently, not making mistakes. Man, you know the last time I came back from a timeout and Notre Dame wasn't up against the play clock for a delay game? Do you know the last time I watched a Notre Dame game and they came out of a timeout and were efficient and effective and getting the playoff and executing instead of it being crazy, going back to the Brian Kelly era? Hey, going back to sometimes last year, it was refreshing to see a Notre Dame offense be efficient. And that was one of the things, if you remember the first week that Jared Parker met with the media during spring camp. That was one of the things he mentioned the most, and maybe we overlooked it and thought it was nothing. But he said just the fact that this team is locked in and they came out the first day of camp and they lined up correctly, they got the plays off correctly, no penalties, they knew what to do, and when you hear that as a fan, you kind of poo-poo it, right? Like, ah, they knew the playbook. So what? Would he have any mistakes? Would he have any penalties? Ah, whatever. But it speaks to this team, right? It speaks to this team being locked in in the offseason and being ready to go, even with the new offensive coordinator. And that gave him a foundation to be able to go ahead and install because he had an offensive unit 
two, three deep that knew everything and were being efficient, even when they had two quarterbacks, even when they had a new quarterback in Sam Hartman, and it was him battling it out with Tyler Buckner. That word efficiency was mentioned after the first couple of practices by Jared Parker. And here he is going into week two or week one against Tennessee State saying the same thing. And efficiency is going to be a key word for this team because conflict is on the way. They're going to get a little more conflict tomorrow. They're going to get even more conflict against North Carolina State. Conflict from a pretty decent match squad. And then the ultimate conflict, the ultimate challenge is coming on the 23rd. How will they respond? Will they stay within the character that they've exhibited of being efficient since the first couple of days of spring camp and be that same Notre Dame squad? Or will they crack under the pressure? Jared Parker seems to have confidence that they're going to continue to be efficient. And I, I love the way he has this message out there in front of his squad. Because he's really making it about them. Get better every week. It's not about the opponent. It's not about the opponent. Eventually, we're going to have conflict. But we don't worry about the conflict. We worry about us. Because if we get better, we stay efficient, we operate the way we know we're supposed to operate. Handle our business. If Notre Dame handles their business, they should be in pretty darn good position against whatever opponent they have on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Excuse me, excuse me, guys. I'm sure my wife is going to get that lucky enough to podcast. One of the people that talked about people not believing how effective the depth of that position room can be was Jadarian Price, who had his first touchdown last week against Navy. And he spoke about the five-headed monster in that running back room. To us all summer, he was like, every one of us is going to touch the field. We're all going to have an opportunity to show our uh, talents and our skill. And, uh, you know, maybe some people outside this room didn't believe that that could happen. Five running backs play in one game, but it's happening. It's going to continue to happen. And I think uh, we want to continue to show what we have and uh, just, you know, set the standard offensively. Sorry about that, guys. Five running backs in most instances, you say what? Oh, that's crazy. That's that's a lot. When you have Audrey, who better be on alert with the fumbling. All right, get it in order early. Struggled last year. Has a lot of talent behind him this year. But if Audrey's going to get 15 to 17, be efficient, five to six yards per carry, be a battering ram. You know, what I love with Jared Parker is that each and every running back has a different style, has a different uh, playlist that he can go to and call. What I love, let me tell you something, man. Audrey Estime had a beautiful, beautiful catch out of the backfield. And then he had another catch out of the backfield where he was getting hit simultaneously, brought it in with one hand, and I am thoroughly impressed with how he has improved in the passing game. He improved last year, and he has improved even more this offseason, his hands in the passing game. That's really good to make sure that he can be an all-around running back that they need. 
But this running back room is very dangerous, very deep. Jadarian Price, as I said before, and I believe Jeremiah Love is going to be hard to keep off the field. Hard, he's just different. His feet are different. Uh, Jabron Payne has been solid all spring, all fall. Devin Ford. Look, Notre Dame, like he said, hey, look, this is what they do. This They set the tone for the offense. They're going to set the tone against Tennessee State. But, man, if you are coming into a matchup against this offensive line, which I believe, you know, you look, Coogan, Pat Coogan, On the interior, the guards played pretty. I mean, like you said, there was no real conflict to really judge the interior guards last week, right? I mean, if we can just flat out say the offensive line as a whole did a tremendous job. There was, I'll point this out, a few passes where Sam Hartman should not have had to get rid of the ball as quick as he did. Now, Sam Hartman missed Tobias Merriweather. He was late with that ball that eventually got knocked away. It was pass interference. I don't know how they didn't call that, but it is what it is. Sam was late with that ball, but they had another opportunity on a post route later in the game with Tobias pretty much ten yard, seven yards off the line of scrimmage had the Navy defender beat. And the interior just gave up. Um, Navy defender came through, and he ended up having to go outside. So those little things, I want to see them get cleaned up. I want to see Sam Hartman have a little bit more time to throw and not have pressure coming through the inside. I, I want to see that, right? Jeremiah Love, um, he scanned to the right, and then on delay. Linebacker comes to his left, and he ends up hitting um, Sam Hartman, but Sam Hartman completes the pass. So good things happen, but we still want to see those things get cleaned up, right, Notre Dame fans? Get cleaned up because if that's against a, a more talented team, that might not be a good outcome like it was against Nate. Right? Lucky Lucky Podcast. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Grizz. Thank you, man. Thank you. Feeling stronger every day. Feeling stronger every day. There was no way I was able to do a uh, solo show probably two weeks ago. But uh, God is good, man. God is good. So, setting the tone. Will they have more rushing yards tomorrow than they did against Navy? What do they have? About 183 against Navy? They should come close. They should come, they should definitely come close. That that should definitely come close. But I think what we want to look for tomorrow is that we saw efficiency. But we want to see the game from Notre Dame being even more clean tomorrow. The game should be even more clean tomorrow for Notre Dame. Even more clean, man. That's what I'm looking for against Tennessee State, right? Now, we talked about what Tennessee State is going to have, how they're going to attack Notre Dame, the conflict that they're going to try to bring to Notre Dame's linebackers and safeties. And that's something to expect. But also expect the Notre Dame offense and the wide receivers to stay in tune with Sam Hartman. And Deion Cozy talked about that. I think, yeah, definitely this year, um, there's no route that's dead. Um, that's one thing we stress in every single meeting is everybody runs the route to win. Um, you never know who's going to get the ball. It may be designed to go to one person, but, um, you know, everybody has the possibility of getting the ball with Sam. Remember we said this and we gave the example of Magic Johnson and the Showtime Lakers and how last year, because of the quarterback play, we don't know if the wide receiver core really ran hard, really went out hard, really ran routes with intention. And as you can hear right there for Deion Cozy, it's a little bit different this year. They're, they're run, this is Deion Cozy literally admitting yeah, this year it's a little bit different because when you run a route this year, there's a real chance that you can get the ball from Sam. Hey, don't, as a Notre Dame player, admitting that things are different this year because when they actually run a route, it's a different feeling that you might get the ball because Sam Hartman is who he is. Sam Hartman is such an elevation at the quarterback position for Notre Dame. Yeah, I would even go back to, look, I'll say this. In my opinion, Sam Harmon is a better quarterback than Jack Cohn. I think Jack Cohn did. He had a troublesome offensive line, and he really couldn't create. He definitely couldn't move in the pocket like Sam Harmon. Jack Cohn, to get Notre Dame to where he got them with double-digit wins, man, was absolutely amazing. If Jack Cohn played behind or played with this talent and that schedule that they had, 
It's safe to say they would have beaten Cincinnati. If he had this offensive line, these running backs, and these wide receivers, it's safe to say they would have beat Cincinnati. Outside shot to get into the college football playoff. And I think Sam Harbin is a better quarterback than Jack Cohn. Well, somehow, somewhere, I think Sam Harbin's numbers will be very similar. Yardage, probably a little bit more touchdowns to what Jack Cohn was able to produce. Now, this schedule is a little bit tougher than the schedule that Jack Cone went up against. We keep it all the way a buck on that one. Schedule is, man, schedule is bananas, right? The three big games. But I'll say this. Sam Hartman and what he brings to this offense is intentionality, right? And that's something That really doesn't go on the scoreboard, but it becomes part of the reason why the scoreboard ends up being the way it is. And you just heard Deion Cozy talk about it. It's different. You run harder. You block different. You know, and you would think that football is football, but we're all human beings, right? We need motivation, right? Some of us need motivation to get up and just go to work it. Some of us need motivation to just get up and just smile and, and overcome some of the obstacles we have to overcome, right? We need extra motivation. Some people think, well, man, you should just want to be great. You should just want to put yourself in position to get the ball. And it just doesn't work like that, especially when you're dealing with 18, 19-year-olds. And they have to have a motivation of having somebody they know is good enough to help them be the best that they can be. And that's what this wide receiver core, even the youngsters, that's what they feel. That's why you see Rico Flores. This is, look, Tobias ran some good routes. Tobias had opportunities last week. Uh, he dropped that first opportunity on, on the uh, screen pass early. He had an opportunity there, but he dropped the ball. He had an opportunity if Sam lets the ball go early. And then if they protect Sam, he would have had another opportunity on a post route later in the game, right? Rico was out there blocking him, and Marcus Freeman and other coaches talked about it. If you watch that game, Rico was blocked. Man, Rico was blocking his tail off against Navy. He was blocking his tail off. Jaden Greathouse got the touchdowns, you know, so he gets the glory there. But you see the intentionality with these wide receivers and how they're playing, how they're blocking, how they're running routes. And that bodes well, man. That bodes well when, like Jared Parker says, if you do it now, guess what's going to happen when we hit the conflict? You're going to continue to have the same great habit. And you're going to be even better by that time. So I love where this team is, man. I love the setup here. I really do. I love the setup. I love the setup of the schedule as they go into the Ohio State game. And I really think Notre Dame with Sam Hartman and what they have talent-wise, they're going to be in pretty good shape no matter the opponent they face this year. Now, I know you guys, the last time we were with you, um, and it was kind of part of the leftover in the comments, but it, was, it really was great conversation. Um, some people 
really talked about Sam Hartman being on the 18 squad and maybe how that game down at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas might have gone. And that was great conversation, man. Malik and I still believe, you know, want to hit the pause on our guy Brady Quinn. We love Brady, but we want to hit the pause button like, hey, wait a minute. This team is talented, but, hey, that's a 2014-2015 team that might have a little bit of something to say when it comes to talent, especially top-notch talent and depth. So that was just part of the leftovers. But it was great conversation. It was great to see everybody respond. It was great to see it end up on the IB message board and um, just talked about uh, so respectfully. And, um, man, that's why, we, that's why we do it. That's why we like to talk Notre Dame football and spin it different. Because there's so much to talk about. And Notre Dame is such a great brand with so much history. So much great, so many great players, so many, many, so many great players, so much talent that has come through the program and then represents the program still to this day from so many eras. How can you not? How can you not be a fan of Notre Dame football? Right? If you're not a fan, I understand why you're a hater. It is what it is. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I am. I want to talk. We're going to have Howard Griffith. Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network is joining us tomorrow at 1130. Joins us tomorrow at 1130. Uh, Malik, as I said before, you guys can catch him covering the Western Kentucky game on CBS Network on Saturday. You can catch him there. I think it's on Direct TV at 11 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Direct TV at 11 o'clock, CBS Network if you have the app, and also uh, on Direct TV and other cable options, especially those out west. Um, let's see. Let's see if you guys have any questions. Yeah, Corey Dean, Great House did look great. I'm interested in seeing Great House against better defensive back. You might be able to see, like I said, a little more conflict because, you know, HBCUs on the outside usually have very quick defensive backs. There are a lot of HBCU uh, defensive backs in the NFL or FCS, shall I say. What's the kid's name from the uh, Seattle Seahawks? I really like him. The Seattle Seahawks have one. And then uh, the Buffalo Bills have a kid. I think his last name is Fenton or Benton. That kid is like 6'4". He's absolutely amazing. He was a backup last year. I think he's going to end up starting in one of the corners for them. So, like I said, conflict might be, um, might await the young Notre Dame wide receivers a little bit more this week with what Tennessee State is bringing the South in. Jake Golden going back. Oh yeah, that 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 Cincinnati game was from the time Jack Cone threw that interception in the end zone. You knew right then. 
this isn't going the right way when Sauce Gardner picked him off after they moved the ball down the field. So, as I said before, you know, we just want to give you guys <laughs> – yes, the kicking game scares me as well, Jake Riz. Um, Malik and I talked about that earlier this week. And hopefully um, – and let me say this. Let me say this. I said I was going to allow Xavier Watts to talk about making adjustments and moving on from Navy to the rest of the schedule. Here he is. Two weeks, so obviously it's a little difficult to uh, switch over uh, by practicing such a def uh, unique defense for two weeks. I mean, the mindset is kind of just we practice a uh, regular passing the offense before us. So, I mean, just practicing every day, just coming to get better every day. So. Yeah, you could tell that they're they're happy to move on from Navy and to be back to kind of normalcy and preparation. As I said, I expect Xavier Watts to continue to flash to the ball, and he's always around the ball. And I had to get used to him in the number zero last week. But um, as I get ready to let you guys go and enjoy the kickoff of week one tonight, Just enjoy everything, right? Enjoy everything, you know. Just so really, it's a different season. Uh, you're starting to feel a different air. You're starting to feel the vibe of what it's like to have a Marcus Freeman air, Marcus Freeman's team in year two. And just let things play out, man. Let things develop, whether it's recruiting, development, uh, this season what we're seeing from the offense, every unit. Just let things play out and develop. Setup is here. I think everything is set up for a really good season, and it's going to be very enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable for Notre Dame fans. All right? Um, Howard Griffith joins us tomorrow at 1130. We'll have our predictions. Malik's three keys to the game. And then um, – Yeah, we'll have fun, man. We'll have fun. If you guys are going to be on campus, be safe traveling. And uh, Chicagoland, if you're in Chicagoland, continue to be safe and vigilant, especially if you're outside in the city. All right? So for Malik Zaire, in his absence, Sean Davis, man, I bid you adieu. Until tomorrow morning, we'll be talking about the big weekend, the Big Ten, and then locking up more intel from Eddie George, Notre Dame, and the matchup against Tennessee State. All right. He left the podcast as always on CFB Nation right here. The CFB Nation is brought to you by Twisted Tea. And, hey, we're brought to you by Anora Whiskey. All right. Enjoy the game, man. Enjoy the game. Go Utes. Go Utes. Bang the Gators. <laughs>
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.